Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Thank you so much, church. You may be seated. Thank you to the band. Praise the Lord. As Pastor Harold says, let's put the word first. My message is entitled to this day, My Hour Has Not Come. Yet, Pastor Harold, have you heard when Pastor Harold now spoke and he mentioned certain things? The hour has come. The hour has come. The hour has come. The hour is urgent. There's an urgency in the spirit. And we, the church, need to hear the messages. We need to open ourselves for what God is about to do. And it's not a thing that God is about to do there. It's about where God is about to do a thing here. It's where God is about to do a thing in your life. It is personal. It is you. God, what, what is God saying to you? I've asked the people at home. I've asked the people disconnected, what, when last have you heard God's voice? What is God basically saying to you? What is God, is He approving what you are doing? So the hour is serious. It is quite heavy in the spirit currently. And we need to be at the right place, opening ourselves up for God's word what the Lord wants to do. And he wants to use every single person. God is about to get very personal with his people. And he, we need to absolutely deal with the flesh. We need to deal with self. The hour is urgent, people. But let's get to the word. John 2 verse 4. John 2 verse 4. There's a certain thing happening in Jerusalem. The Lord has already started his ministry. He's appointed his disciples and he's about to do his work. The father's business. He's on a mission. He's on a mission, but there's a conversation. And the conversation is with his mother, not with his father. You see, the father's blueprint for his life is printed within him. And the only thing that the father told him is to do my will. But now there's a confrontation. This is a basic confrontation. Do you know that all conversations the Lord had with his disciple, with any single person, those years he was on earth, is what we call prayer. Everybody that spoke to him was basically praying to God. Do you know that? But let's get into God's word. Jesus said to his mother, woman. Now, this is not a derogatory term. This is acknowledging her as his mother. But she had a conversation with him. Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come. You see, there's certain things that everybody wants us to do. Our family wants us to do. The world wants us to do. Certain things that are placed upon us to keep you busy. Now the Lord Jesus, this is all about the wine, the, the water that turned into wine. And the reason he did it, because it was in the Father's plan. Otherwise, he would not have done it. 
Every single thing Jesus did was the Father's will. He did nothing, absolutely nothing outside of his will. And he had the Holy Spirit on him ready to start what is about to happen. But he did not want to start immediately with miracles, signs, and wonders because that, as you see, the Lord come, came closer to the end of the cross that suddenly every single thing, there's a lot of things happening because he knew if it's just about miracle signs and wonders, then he would have been killed a week later. He had to be in the perfect will of God for his life. And this conversation that my hour has not come, it's not nobody can tell the Lord what to do. Yet in prayer, we want to tell the Lord. We want to tell the Lord, I'm happy, unhappy about this. My life doesn't make sense. This, that, and the other. Instead of, you see, the Lord had a conversation with his brothers later on. I don't have the scripture right now with you. With his mother said, my hour has not come for the world to see what I'm about to do. Because what does it mean my hour has not come to... When your hour comes, you see, at the end of the Lord's hour, there was a cross. In the beginning of a Christian's life, there need to be a cross. And when that cross is taken serious in your life, then your hour has come. And you need to, we need to ask ourselves, has my hour arrived? What am I doing with my hour? Because from that point onward, after that miracle, the Lord basically stepped into it. Then he went. And nothing, no force, absolutely nothing could hold him back from that cross. But there's a lot of things that needed to happen. So I want to ask, say this thing. There's, there's, there's a thing where people say, it is not important how you start. Have you heard that? It is not important as much as how you start, but how I say it is extremely important how you start. It is extremely important to have your ducks in a row. When you want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, then there need to be a cross in the beginning as there was a cross at the end of the Lord Jesus. What are you doing with your cross? You can see if a person went to the cross. Because if a person went to the cross, then the cross is always before him. But when the cross disappears, when the COVID comes, when things happen in my life, when cancer comes, when trouble comes, when a divorce comes, then it's basically, where's the cross? Why are things not working out for me? You've got to keep the cross in front of you every day of your life because there's a serious battle for your life in the spirit. And God wants us to take our position in the Spirit. What position do you take in the Spirit? How does the enemy see you? What does the enemy reckon about your life? Because he knows exactly the kind of cross that you carry. And it's time to mean business. Last week, Pastor Jock ministered about God's business. You see, when 
God's business starts in your life, then it's all about His business. Then it's all about, then your life consists of His business. And the major thing about His business, nothing can happen without prayer. Absolutely nothing. If you can see in the Spirit, you would be immediately taking a uh, prayer meeting. You would immediately plant a, plant a prayer meeting in your home, in your workplace. The urgency for prayer is quite serious. Amen. But let's go on. We have little time today. Luke 2 verse 49 says the following. This is now the Lord Jesus. We know this. The Lord Jesus, 12 years old, before his bar mitzvah, before he's reckoned to be an adult, right before that, they are on a journey. And the Lord Jesus, there's a conversation there. And he said to them, he asked his earthly parents, why are you, why do you seek me? It's strange that a 12-year-old boy could ask that question. Why do you seek me? Did you not know that I'm about my father's business? Does this world know you're about your father's business? Does your family know? Does your workplace know? Who knows that you're about the father's business? See, when I gave my life to Christ, the number one thing, the Holy Spirit, immediately, I walk, as I came from the tent where I gave my life to the Lord, exactly that same night as I went and I sat, the first things that came to me, the first things that came to me, prayer and evangelism. The two things the Holy Spirit immediately impressed on me. Now, I cannot believe that he just did that with me. That was a spirit. I knew nothing of the word of God. I couldn't even quote one scripture. But the impression was immediately start to pray. Immediately. And I remember I was there in Parkview in that place we stayed. And I sat in that little dark room. And I sat there and I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm going to do it. They need to be a start because there's going to be a finish. And if the start is good, then the middle will be good and the end will be great because your life must give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done that need to manifest in a person's life. And it's a powerful life. <laughs> Praise God for that. We honor him for that. So are we about make it personal today? Am I all about God's business? Am I really all about God's business? Then repentance becomes part of your life. Repentance works like this. You're on the wrong road, and then people come to the understanding, oh, I need to repent. But some people don't turn around and take the journey to the point of victory. Some people think just the turning is the victory. Yes, it is. But then you start that journey where you deal with the flesh, where you know how to pray, when you get the word of God in your life. And then suddenly you find yourself, now I'm in victory mode. I'm in victory mode. God can use me. My church can use me. 
I am available for my God. So are we about our father's business? So the Lord Jesus was quite serious as a child. Can you imagine the focus of that child sitting in the temple? He didn't play with a dolos somewhere or with a something somewhere. He was about the father's business. Parents, your children need to be in God's house. They need to be with the other children being taught the word of God. It is one thing our church has always taken serious. Take your child. And here's the thing, you know, I did a, a terrible thing with my children. They wanted money. I wanted them to quote the scripture. <laughs> so I say to them, listen, listen. That time 50 rand was a lot of money. We really had to but I made a promise to them. Quote me 10 scriptures, I pay you 50 bucks. You must, you see that that too, they were day and night. And I made it heavier. You have one chance to go quote the scripture. And then they came and I gave them the scriptures to remember. And suddenly these children, now, now they're in basically in their 30s. They've got the word of God implanted. Instead of buying them Call of Duty or Minecraft or whatever craft, get them to study the Word of God. Amen. As I'm about to finish, Matthew 8:29. Now something powerful is about to happen. Something, there's the confrontation. There's the real confrontation. I had my confrontations with, with the devil. He's just, he's a sissy with a big mouth. He loves to scare people. But if you have the word of God, the Holy Spirit, you are submitted to God's word and to, to the Father, you're fully protected. Nothing to fear. But it doesn't stop him to come for you. Oh, my word, doesn't he come for the church of God? He would love to put you in your place. He would love to silence you that your time has not come. Amen. So here the Lord Jesus, suddenly there's a confrontation. The two demoniacs of Gadara, now suddenly the Lord dealt with them and they said something. Listen to what they said. They said, they suddenly cried out. You see, if there's a real manifestation, the devil is the one that cries. And suddenly they cried out saying, what have we to do with you? Can you imagine the devil saying to the Lord, what have we to do with you? You see, life is full of surprises. When you're in the perfect will of God, many people will come to you, what have I to do with you? Because suddenly they had these two men, really, they, they, they owned them. They were in possession of these two men. But here comes the Lord very calmly in charge to them. And now there's a question. What have we to do with you, Lord Jesus? You see, God sends you into circumstances where those kind of questions are asked. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? No. I'm about my father's business. It's about to get heated up. And you know how heated up it got. Then the Lord said, 
And they acknowledged him, Jesus, you are the son of God. Have you come before your time to torment us? Have you? Oh, my dear, we need to arrive to the place of tormenting the enemy. What he has done to people. What he's busy doing to people. God needs his people to rise up and go and help people. It's all about people. See, we are successful in our businesses. We are successful in everything we do, which is fine and right. But the Father's business is about people. This church is planted for people. We are here for people. The leadership of this church is all about people. Our conversations are not about, let's have a three-hour discussion upon the color of this church and the building and how nicely seated we can be. Every single meeting of ours is about the business. This year has been a great year for the cell leaders, the zone supervisors, and the leaders. Last week, we had a powerful meeting. This coming Tuesday, all the cell leaders are meeting the leaders because it's about business. This is our business. So you'll get a call before Tuesday. Amen. We are fired up. We are so ready. <laughs> Pastor Harold's ready. Pastor Harold, really, I thought Pastor Harold's going to take over. <laughs> but praise God, Pastor Harold is on a sabbatical. <laughs> we need to give the boss a rest. <laughs> Amen. So, here's the thing, here's the word as I finish. The Lord used one single word in the spirit and it caused a lot of havoc. It's a word he uses for his church and it's a word he uses for the devil. It's the word called go. Think of it. In one word he said, go. The most powerful word in the Bible, because in the word go, it means go and do my business. Stand up, get ready, go and do my business. There's work to be done. There's a great work in this hour to be done. This church has not been planted for, this is literally a military base actually. This, this church, we are literally in the spirit we actually need to hear that recording of Pastor Harold, the, the, the identity of this, of this church in the spirit. Maybe there's a lot of people who've not heard that, but our greatest hour is about to come. And it comes through humbleness. It comes where a person humbles yourself before your God. You surrender to your Lord and you say, I'm here. Father, my time has come. Please stand, church. Let me pray for you. Lift up your hands before your Lord. Father God, we thank you to be here. We thank you, Father, that your Holy Spirit is here. We thank you that you've really placed a healthy group of leaders here in this church and its members and its partners. But, oh God, the hour has come for us after this COVID to really stand up and take our place once again. We need your anointing. We need more of your Holy Spirit. We need the power of God in our personal lives. And Father, ignite this flame, fan this flame within each person in this church. Oh God, we wanna go and we need you. We need you as ever in our lives. 
Therefore, I pray right now, Father, let the anointing come upon your people. Anoint every person standing here. Fire them up in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for this day in Jesus' name. Amen. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.